Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Well, not a lot of pieces to pick up for the Golden State Warriors other than their championship rings from the 2021-22 season as the Warriors handle the Lakers tonight 123-109 to in a game that really wasn't that close. Final margin of 14, but the Warriors led in this one by as many as 27. We welcome you inside Chase Center. John Dickinson with you here on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call or shoot me a text. Xfinity Mobile text line is open as well at 888-957-9570. Let's react to this one as the Warriors get their rings and then handle business. In game number one of 82 against the Lakers, got off to a 25-22 start uh, end of the first quarter. Game was a little ragged offensively for both teams. Looked early on like a couple of teams that warmed up and then sat around and then tried to warm up again and then took a little bit of time to to get back into a flow as uh, Jordan Poole gave the Warriors a spark when he got in first quarter. Uh, hit a couple of threes there, and the, the Warriors, Steve Kerr playing 10 players in the first quarter, and the Warriors led by three there. Second quarter action, Poole and Wiseman connected on a pick and roll. Some terrific uh, passing in this ball game tonight from, from Jordan Poole as uh, he was able to hit Draymond Green for a layup as well uh, in one of the higher noted moments uh, of this one, but the the Warriors with Draymond at center late in the half, they were able to expand their lead uh, and and led 59-52 to at the break. And then in the third quarter, it was exactly what we've gotten used to here over the the championship era with the Golden State Warriors. They jump out in the third quarter in a big-time way, 28-12 Warriors in the first 5-24 of the frame. And then they are able to you know, cruise at that point, uh, exchanging buckets. The game got a little ugly back into that third quarter, but the Warriors push it up with the 16-point advantage uh, all the way to a 91-71 lead at the end of the third quarter. Uh, and then in the fourth, uh, Lakers did get it down to as close as 12, uh, but the Warriors with enough answers from Stephen Curry and Andrew Wiggins down the stretch, and they wind up victorious in this one, 123-109. to So 888-957-9570, all told. A couple of big themes for the Warriors in this one. 
Uh, Steph Curry, you got to start with Steph Curry. I mean, what can you say about him on a night where he comes out uh, and isn't hitting shots early, but still you look up at halftime and Steph Curry's got 16 points. He's 6-6 six six at the line. He's got five boards. He's got four assists. And Curry puts imp- his imprint on the game in the second half as well. A uh, couple of threes. And uh, Curry winds up. Uh, in, in this one with 33 points, seven, six, seven assists, rather, six boards, and really just kind of on cruise control. The three-point shot not really there for the Warriors at times in this game, although they did wind up 16-45 of 45 overall, 35.6% from three-point range. The Lakers were off to a miserable 2 of 20 from three-point range. They did hit eight of their final 20 from three over uh, the, the course of the game, but uh, the Warriors, just just too much depth, too much youth, too much athleticism, too much high basketball IQ on, on full display, and, and, and the Warriors showing from night one, uh, I, I think a lot like they showed on night one a year ago, if you recall, the opener down at, at Staples Center and the Warriors getting the better of the Lakers in that one, and it really set the course for both teams and, and the seasons that, that they were about to have, the Warriors going on to win a championship and the, and the Lakers, a team that just never could get it together with LeBron James and, and Anthony Davis and, and Russell Westbrook. And uh, we'll see what happens. I think the, the Lakers believe that they're a better team than they were a year ago when they finished 11th in the Western Conference. And, and the Warriors, uh, I think, uh, they have to believe they're probably as deep as they've been at any point during this run of championships going back to, to 2014 and 2015 uh, when they were able to, to win the first of, of the four, and now it stands at uh, four and eight. Uh, bench points, uh, a key in this one, the Warriors bench outscoring the Lakers bench 41-24, to 24, and the Warriors just uh, mentioned it off the top, 10 players in the first quarter, 11 players in the first half. It was essentially an 11-player rotation kind of a night. Really 10, 10 and a half with Moses Moody maybe being the odd man out. As you look at Moody's final line, he only wound up playing seven and a half. And I thought Steve Kerr before the game, a little bit of a tell uh, as he was asked a couple of different questions about how he would deploy the Warriors' depth. And, and he mentioned when he was asked about playing 11 could he play 11 consistently would it be more like 10 he kind of paused and and hesitated a little bit and 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 didn't commit to to fully playing 11 he said well it'll be 10 and then and then see how the game goes could play 11 see how the game goes but he also said as an answer to a different question that the Warriors were going to see Jonathan Kaminga and James Wiseman playing together and so that was a tell that Wiseman was in the rotation for sure on this opening night, uh, along with, uh, obviously, you know, Kaminga and Wiseman and, and Poole and, and Jamichael Green as well. So, so you look at the rotation night one, and they like what they saw from the Kaminga-Wiseman pairing, I think, in the preseason. So you saw the two of them able to get out there uh, in this one tonight as a, a bench group. And, and the Warriors, just uh, all their youth, all their depth on full display in this one, quintessential Kavon Looney performance in this one as, as he goes for seven points, six boards, but is a plus 30. Just great things happening for Kavon Looney when, when he's on the floor. Uh, James Wiseman got an extended run in the first half of, of up and down and, and trying to get his wind. I thought Wiseman looked 
really good in his 16 minutes tonight. Felt like he played more, but it was about a 10-11 minute stretch all in one run in, in the first half and then about five or six minutes in, in the second half for James Wiseman. But uh, I thought Wiseman you know, looks a lot more comfortable around the basket and finishing. Appeared to be maybe a little bit nervous on his free throws. 0 for 4 in this one. But 8 and 7 for Wiseman as, as the backup center in his first action in a long time. What, what amounts to his first action in 18 months of, of consequence. Uh, when you look at all the time that he missed not playing at all last year and, and being shut down at the end of that pandemic-shortened season, his rookie season of 2020 and, and 2021. So uh, the depth uh, making an impact, Steph Curry making his usual impact, and, and Andrew Wiggins just continues uh, the 20 points, six boards, 30 minutes, 8 of 14 efficient. When he, when he's shooting a three ball efficiently and then doing everything else defensively and being an anchor in terms of a, a wing player that, that can be athletic and can be a steadying force for this team, uh, it, it just is an example of him potentially taking the strides that he was able to make in the playoffs as a key performer on a championship team and, and manifesting that. Uh, in in a regular season, I know Steve Kerr joked before the game that that he said, "Hey, if you can rebound like that in the playoffs, you can rebound like that in the regular season." And Wiggins, I think, putting an emphasis on on being able to to do that as well. So all told, uh, was a little clunky at times, but the Warriors, whether it was the ball movement, the back cutting, the the defensive intensity, uh, a couple of key plays where where Kaminga and Wiseman defended. LeBron James out high and when LeBron would would attack the basket and and really for the most part just overarching thoughts on this one I mean it 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 looked for a good chunk of the night like a mismatch all told I mean LeBron can get it going and, and LeBron at this point you know I hate to say it almost feels sacrilegious to say it but LeBron at this point is a guy that that can still get his numbers but it, and you look at his line at the end of the night, and you're like, wow! It just you know, it still kind of jumps out at you because he didn't play well. But he's 31, 14, and eight on a night where he didn't play well. And I I feel like LeBron's just kind of coasting right now. He he's still good enough to get big numbers, but but the numbers just seem far less impactful than than they have been at any other point in in his career. I know they're wanting to try and lead on on Anthony Davis and and Davis as we've seen in the past, can hurt the Warriors on the interior from, from time to time, but then they've just got nothing else. Uh, you know, Westbrook didn't give them a terrible game in terms of, of, of stat padding in, in this one, but it's just, just no depth, low basketball IQ, and, and the Warriors just the, the complete opposite. Uh, extremely deep team, high basketball IQ. They played with some energy and, and, and some juice, and this Warriors team looks when they get it all together, assuming they can get it all together, and they were vulnerable at times, I think, for for having maybe too many young players, and this is going to be something to keep an eye on, too many young players on the floor in different stretches by necessity, and they can allow those little runs that they can let teams back in a game uh, on a given night. But I still, for all the young players, for all the, the development, for a James Wiseman and a Jonathan Kaminga and, and even a Moses Moody and others, you look up at the end of the night and the top three 
minutes earners in terms of the Warriors bench. It's Jordan Poole, of course, 28 minutes. Jamichael Green at 23 minutes. And Dante DiVincenzo in in his Warriors debut in the regular season right at at 21 minutes. So, So this bench is still anchored, and I consider Jordan Poole to be a veteran now. A guy that that's gotten his paycheck. He's been a legitimate six man that that has helped the Warriors win an NBA championship, and and he's almost the leader of of that group at this point. But it, it's him, and they still have Jamichael Green and DiVincenzo to to stabilize that bench uh, along with the other veteran players that are that are in the starting lineup, and that I think allows for Wiseman and Kaminga and Moody. To, to be brought along a, a little bit more slowly. Kind of a surprise when you look at it. seemed like Wiseman and Kaminga were out there more than they were, but at the end of the night, you, you take a look at the box score, and it winds up being 16 minutes for Wiseman and just 13 minutes for Jonathan Kaminga. 8 at 8 957 Let's get to a couple of calls here, and we'll start tonight with Ricky in Boston. What's going on, Ricky? You're on 95.7 The Game. What's up, man? A long time, man. Since I talked to you after the final, I don't know if you remember. Clay Thompson fan. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. I yeah, remember man. at the top of the TD <laughs> Garden, man, at about three a.m. Yeah, bro. I don't care. Um, Clay Thompson's my guy, bro. You know what I mean? I love watching this play, man. He's, I think for me, I think he's the most purest shooter of all time, man. And uh, it's just a joy to watch Clay Thompson. But tonight. You know, I wish I got to see more play. <laughs> yeah, I understand that he was under restriction, you know, with his playing time. I didn't know he was dealing with a calf injury or some type, something like that. Um, I don't know. It, it just looked, he looked a little off, you know, you know, because he only played like, what, like five minutes here, six minutes there, you know, coming back from a long stretch, playing another five minutes. You know, it's just like it messes up his rhythm. And I don't want to see that. You know what I mean? If you're healthy to play, you should play. And I know that's not up to play. I know I think Steve, Steve Kerr has the last word on that. I just wish, you know, he played more, man, to be going honest with you, man. Because you, you can mess up a, a shooter and a player's confidence like that. You know, in and out, in and out, in and out. You know, and I understand that, you know, think about the long picture, you know, the big picture. You know, get that championship. But, you know, I, I want to see Clay dominate, man, this season. I want to see Clay be an all-star again. I want to see Clay be the best two-way shooting guard in the game. And, you know, I, I want, you know, 2019 Clay Thompson, you know, pre-injury, you know, yeah. the best player in the NBA Finals. That's what I want, man. And and if that, if that Clay Thompson comes back this season, the Warriors are a scary team, man. Thank you guys for your time, man. Thanks, Ricky. Appreciate the call. 888-957-9570. Uh, it, it's the injury at this point and, and the fact that the Warriors are bringing him along slowly. Steve Kerr mentioned it before the game that, that Clay and Draymond with their conditioning coming back from the time off that, that both of them had had and the, the slower ramp up for Clay that, that neither one of them were going to be, forget about their, their regular 34 type minutes that, that you might see them playing in a playoff or in an NBA Finals, but not even really equipped to, to play 30. I think clearly Draymond's number was about 25, and he ended up at 24-41, and Clay's number was about 20, and he ended up at 19 minutes and, and 39 seconds for this game. And, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, Warriors fans, want to see Clay Thompson get back to that form, but but the reality is I think that's going to be a longer haul than than a lot of people think moving forward here and you know there may need to be an in-between ground now between what clay thompson was three 
and almost three and a half years ago and what Clay Thompson is for this team and what Clay Thompson is moving forward for the Warriors throughout the course of this season and these next couple of years where, where he's under contract. But at this point, there's no concern. He's still 18 points on 6 of 13 and 2 of 6 from three-point range. So, I mean, he'll get there, and, and he did look, you know, he, he was one of the closers for the Warriors in that NBA Finals when they were able to, to ultimately defeat Boston. But it's, it's going to take a little bit of time, and I do think there are going to be more games where it is still a little bit up and down for Clay. Uh, let's get Coach in Los Altos here. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Coach, you're on ninety five seven. The game. Hey JD, a great great show, and um, just driving back from the game. Uh, just a few quick observations. One is it was kind of nuts there with TNT and all the stuff going on in Thrive City. Um, uh, the the ring ceremony was fantastic, uh, and and the raising the banner. I mean, all of that kind of pomp and circumstance was just awesome. Uh, the energy in the in the building was uh, tremendous. It was loud. It was uh, full. It was it was pretty cool. Um, uh, regarding the the the, the Dubs tonight, uh, just a couple of a couple of observations. One is is you know, the uh, DiVincenzo and Jamichael Green picked up was, you know, I was, I was pretty sad when we lost Porter and, and GP2. This is, this is as good a, a pickup to sort of place that as I think they could have done. So it, it really seems they're a culture fit. Um, it, it seems they know their role. It seems they just, you know, they, they want to play Warriors basketball, both high IQ basketball players. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they played well tonight. Um, I do think that the team felt a little disconnected on defense and a little bit on offense. Like um, when that second unit was in there, there was a lot of, you know, uh, uh, JP sort of directing saying, no, 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 go over here, go over here. I mean, there was a lot of that tonight. And I think that over time, this is a tough offense, as everybody has said, to get really into the flow and know where to be as, this move without the ball offense and high pick and roll stuff. Um, and then on, on defense, I felt like, um, you know, we're still going to have a rough time with, uh, with guys like Anthony Davis and, and LeBron. I mean, they're a load. And, you know, I think I thought Jermichael Green was a little thicker than he is. He's not, he's pretty lean and, um, and uh, Wiseman's still figuring it out. So really the defender, you know, Looney and, and Draymond, but I, I think this is truly strength in numbers. I think they're only going to get better. And knock on wood, if the injury bug stays away from the Dubs, I think it's going to be a heck of a good year. Thank, thanks for the call, Coach. Good good thoughts there. I, I'm with you on, on them being a little bit disconnected. I'll, I'll say this as far as some of the lineups tonight. And, and look, I, I would have thought, that, that Moses Moody would have been in the rotation and, and maybe Jonathan Kaminga, those two would have been flip-flopped. Now you look at the end of the night and, and it winds up being you know Kaminga 13, Moody 7. I, I would have thought maybe that would have been flip-flopped tonight. The one thing I will say about uh, some of the lineup combinations, just, just briefly, is uh, you know, Wiseman's going to be out there as the, as the backup center and, and they put two guards, basically. It was, it was Poole and DiVincenzo, Poole and Curry at, at one point. Uh, with Wiseman out there at the, at the five. And then they played Jamichael Green and Jonathan Kaminga together. I don't love that. I, I, I'm, it, it's, I'm fine with Kaminga and Wiseman playing together. I don't love... 
I'm fine with Jermichael Green and Wiseman playing together. I, I don't love the three of those guys playing together where essentially Kaminga is the three. I think that's the, the type of scenario where it can get a little bit clunky offensively, and it's almost as if you've got two fours and a five playing uh, on on your front line and, 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 and really no true wing. So you're playing with two guards, no true wing, and three bigs. Because I think at this point in time, Kaminga is more effective as a big than he is as a wing player, but yet he tantalizes you with you know, some of the stuff that he's able to do in transition and some of the stuff he's able to do when he gets ahead of steam on the perimeter and, and get into the basket. But but I'm of the belief, I, I, I'd almost rather see Moody with Kaminga and Wiseman or Moody with Jamichael Green and Wiseman, but not the, the three combinations of, of, of the bigs there. And, uh, yeah, as far as DiVincenzo and, and Jamichael Green go, I mean, along with Jordan Poole, who, who is the super sixth man, I mean, it's those three that are going to highlight and, and lead this this bench group and, and really be the be the glue, I think, that separates the veteran starters and the, and the champions with the young players that, that the Warriors are still trying to develop. 888-957-9570, John Dickinson inside Chase Center. Warriors wrap up here at 95-7 the game. Dubs beat the Lakers tonight, 123-109. to Let's keep it rolling with Anthony in San Jose here on 95-7 the game. Hey, Anthony. How's it going, man? Um, Doing yeah, well. I wanted to touch up on, uh, yeah, I wanted to touch up on the game, and I actually think that the game couldn't have gone any better. I mean, if you didn't even watch the game and look at the box score, your three leading scores are are the Splash Bros and Wiggins with Pool leading a bench full of people who scored eight each. I mean, forty-one points from the bench, like that's that's awesome. I mean, even if you if Curry has an off night, you know these guys are going to have to step up and, and get a little more minutes, but. I'm just happy to see that everyone did their part today. And, and you know, it's it's like the preseason to them. You have a long season ahead, and, and there's just a lot to look forward to. Yeah, they handled business tonight, and, and thanks for the call. I mean, I, I think that's what it was. It was There were times where it was ugly and, and a slog, and there were a lot of fouls called and, and, and things like that. There were times where there was flow and the Warriors were running their offense, but, but I think, you know, they didn't necessarily have their, their shooting legs. I thought at at different times in the game, I thought Steph Curry didn't necessarily have his shooting legs at at, at different points tonight. And they were trying to, to, to figure it out as they went. But, but yeah, you, you look up and you're able to, to lead by as many as 27 in a game that had one lead change and you win by 14 because the Lakers were able to get back in it a little bit against the bench in the top half of the fourth quarter when the game was essentially decided. And, I mean, you look at that and you go, yeah, that's you take that for, for night one, absolutely, and, and trying to figure things out and, and grow and, and, and move on to the next one. So, no, I think that's – I think that's – you love tonight if if you're the Warriors as far as a, a game one performance, knowing that there's still a, a level, you know, or maybe even multiple levels that that this group can get to. Robin in San Francisco is next here on the Warriors wrap up. Hey, Robin. Hey, KD, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Good to talk with you. Always, sugar. So listen, tonight was a fun night. It was a fun night. Um, I take a little different perspective, J.D., and I hope I can wrap it up uh, really quick. You know, 
I, I look at the Warriors in terms of what they're trying to do. I look at, you know, like when you write a school paper, the premise, right, and, and what, the, what the result and trying to make it match. And, I, you know, I just I'm at awe in terms of, you know, this organization and in terms of where we were like 30 years ago and where we are now. <laughs> And in terms of, you know, and that's how I kind of look at the Warriors now. Like, I can't believe this, you know. And so, you know, I just wanted to share that. You know, I don't want to give any type of critical analysis or any of that. But, you know, I just look at it sometimes and, and I just think to myself, J.D., I can't believe that this is the Warriors that's like number three on the Forbes list. And I look at the business aspect of it, and I'm just in total awe of it. And that's all I got to say, and that this is a great organization. And whether the Warriors win or lose, we're on the map, J.D. Can you believe that, sugar? Peace out, baby. Well, yeah, thanks, Robin. And, I mean, just think of it even, I mean, you went back 30 years but even just 10 years ago, you know, October of 2012, and that was really the beginning. That was the first year, that 12-13 season, so 10 years ago, that, that the Warriors made the, the playoffs as, as the sixth seed with, with Mark Jackson. It was the first time since the, the We Believe team and just the second time in, in what would have been 18 years at that point that the Warriors made the playoffs. And so I think that's a natural marker when you look at, at just all of the success that that's come this way for this franchise over the, the last decade and, and the six finals appearances and the, the four NBA championships and all of that, even from that marker of, of just 10 years ago, I think is incredible. And, and look at, at where they were two years ago, even today. I mean, two years ago today, the Lakers had just, won the NBA Finals in the bubble in, in Orlando, and the Warriors were coming off of a 15-50 and 50 season where they didn't even get invited to go. And, and everybody's wondering, what are they going to do? They hadn't even drafted James Wiseman yet two years ago. I mean, Jordan Poole was, was the guy that was, you know, the key card kept clicking in in the, in the practice facility because he was trying to get workouts in. You know, when when everybody was trying to follow the the health and safety protocol, like it just like nobody. I mean, even two years, the jump from where uh, the, this this franchise was, where it looked like maybe the championship winning days were over, to now being a defending champion again and looking really well set up for this year, but also looking really well set up for for years to come. So yeah, a couple of couple of markers there, I, I think for sure. Uh, Brendan in Newark. You're on with JD here on, on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Brendan. What's up, JD? Um, What's going on, brother? One of the things that I, one of the things that I noticed tonight was the feeling of a team. We're we're dealing with the Draymond situation, everything like that. I went to the parade when they won last year, and I got to high five Wiseman and all of this different stuff. But they felt cohesive tonight they didn't just look like a team that was coming off of a super bowl win or an nba finals win they looked like a team that was ready to play and when you're playing a team like the lakers you really have to be a cohesive team you have to be a team that is looking towards the future and 
Steph is cementing his legacy. He's putting himself above everybody else that is currently playing the game. And it just looked like a team that was ready to go for another championship. It looked like a team that was ready to embrace everything that was going on around them, play good basketball, defend the ball, throw the three, do everything that you needed to do to put yourself in a position to go get yourself another championship. And I love it. I want to see it. If the Niners can draft Seth Curry to do something, that would be amazing. I'm just, I'm, I want, I, I want <laughs> to see them be successful moving forward. And they look like a team that's ready to do that. Thanks for the call, and I'll give you another example of that. There, there was no lingering you know, after effects or, or anything of, of anything that had happened between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole either, which, which I think, you know, this is the point, and I talked about this when the Warriors made the decision to not suspend Draymond and to basically bring Draymond out, allow him to rejoin the team. Everybody's going to comment on it. They knew the, the extensions were in the works for for. Jordan Poole and for Andrew Wiggins, and they get all of that done, and they're feeling good about that. Poole's going to come out, and he's going to address it, but he's going to address that on top of the fact that he just got paid $123 million guaranteed coming up over the over four years, beginning a year from now. And they made the decision that they were going to move on, and none of this was going to – at least they were going to try not to have any of it seep in to the beginning of the season. They wanted to hit the ground running tonight – with all of that behind him, and I think that gives him the best opportunity to to move forward and, and have the best chance at, at being successful. So I think uh, it's early. We'll see how it all shakes out, but I think a point point for the Warriors to this point in, in how they handled that situation when so many were saying, no, you got to drag it out, you got to suspend this, you got to do that. And, I mean, just think about it. If Draymond had not been in the building tonight or had been able to be for the ring ceremony and then not played. It just, it would have been weird. And that weirdness would have lingered. They, they wiped a lot of that weirdness out. Now it's a matter of, can he rebuild the trust and can they hold it together behind the scenes? Owen is next here on Warriors wrap up on 95, seven, the game. What's going on, Owen? Um, I just thought that they played, I think the Warriors played all right this night. Um, they kind of let the Lakers back in the second half. But I think that Andrew Wiggins, I think he had a pretty good game and that he was playing like methodically and he made some pretty good shots. And then also Jordan Poole and also Steph Curry had some great moves during the entire game. But I have a question. Do you think Jonathan Kuminga or Moses Moody is a better fit or like a better player for the Warriors? I think right now the answer to that question, Owen, and thanks for the call. I I think it's I think it's Moody right now. That's that's just me. I I think, but it depends on it. It depends on the the position. I mean, they're they're two different players that play do two different positions. Although at times, I think the Warriors would tell you Kaminga's a a, a wing. Uh, although I I think Kaminga's more of a big. But I I think Moody is is more versatile right now, offensively more steady in terms of his three point shot and just less mistake-prone. So I get it. They want to give Kaminga opportunities to play. I think him being in the rotation at the start of the year is Steve Kerr trying to reward hard work. But you know, I know most you know, both of those guys are going to play a lot. 
But right now, I think Moody's ahead of Kaminga as far as as far as wing minutes go. Kaminga's ahead of Moody as far as you know being a big. But I think if you're going to compare the two, I mean, they do play different positions. They're just they're just different players. But I would be more inclined, looking at the roster composition of the Warriors, to be given more minutes to Moody as a steady hand and more of a consistent shooter uh, than 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 to Kaminga. If you had to pick one or the other, I know Steve Kerr tonight they went the other way. And and look, we're talking about the difference between 13 minutes and seven minutes. But but Steve Kerr had Kaminga in the rotation and Moody as as the 11th man or Kaminga ahead of him. Uh, at this point, but I think that's going to evolve. I think there's going to be times where Kaminga's behind Moody, Moody's ahead of Kaminga, and and they're both going to end up playing uh, an awful lot of minutes. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll go ahead and pause here. Uh, we'll come back. We still have time for some more phone calls. We'll hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as well as Jordan Poole. As we'll keep this thing rolling all the way up until midnight as the Warriors beat the Lakers tonight, one twenty three to one hundred nine. You heard it right here on ninety five seven. The game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. I got a really big team, and they need some really big rings. They need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson back in Chase Center. Warriors beat the Lakers 123 to 109 as the Dubs also get their championship rings. The banner looking up to my left right now uh, in the bowl here at Chase Center. That 2021 22 championship banner hanging down now with uh, three of its friends going back to the 14, 15, 15, uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 17, 18 banners now all. 
uh, just hanging right uh, there in front of, of Section 201 uh, inside Chase Center. And what a night it was as the Warriors dispatch of the Lakers and, and just a mismatch, <laughs> to be honest, uh, in this one. Uh, LeBron and, and Anthony Davis doing their thing, scoring some points, but a lot of a lot, of, a lot of meaningless points in this one. It, it felt like for them a lot, of, a lot of stat padding going on in, in this one with the with the Warriors for the most part having their way. Lakers getting back in it a little bit. Warriors pushing it back out, and ultimately it adds up to a one twenty three to one oh nine victory in favor of the Warriors. Uh, eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll keep it rolling here another twenty minutes or so as we get you closer to midnight. Uh, and uh, we'll also hear from Steve Kerr coming up momentarily, but still time to sneak in some calls uh, as I get to a couple of text messages here on the Xfinity mobile text line uh, from the 415 and addressed this a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, Hey, J.D., only seven minutes for Moody, only 13 minutes for Kaminga. Kerr played DiVincenzo and Jamichael Green over 20 minutes each. Does the team really want to give more minutes to players who are on one-year deals over players that are the future? I hope that's not the start of a trend. I uh, appreciate Jaden checking in from the 415. Uh, I, it, it's not only the, the start of a trend, but that's just, that's just reality at this point. And you know, talked a little bit about it in the first segment. Jordan Poole, Dante DiVincenzo, you know, Jordan Poole is the sixth man and, and the leader of the bench and, and somebody that's going to be starting a, a lot and a key part of this team moving forward. But Jamichael Green and, and Dante DiVincenzo are, are the veteran glue. And those are players that, that the Warriors are, are going to lean on this year. And, you know, I've talked about it a lot these last couple of weeks. That, that, that's the top eight. For the Warriors, if you want to say Steph and Clay and Draymond and Wiggins and Looney, there's your starting five. Pool six, seven, eight in the Warriors rotation are DiVincenzo and Jamichael Green. You know, some combination of that. It's seven, eight for those two, and then Wiseman is the backup big nine, and then you start to get into Kaminga tonight was ten, and Moody was eleven, and I think. What happens when Andre Iguodala comes back on a night where he's playing? That that tells you right there that Moody and or Kaminga aren't going to play, you know, probably at all on, on those nights. Although I don't think there will be too many of those nights where where Iguodala is going to be playing. But that's where there is the fine line between wanting to win now and needing those veteran bench players or at least more experienced bench players because Dante DiVincenzo is a pretty young player in his in his own right at this point but that that's how that's how this team was built to have those two able to play and to allow for Kaminga and Moody to get minutes but also to have to earn their minutes uh and you know I I think the good part about the way this thing is built is you can play DiVincenzo with Poole, you could play DiVincenzo with Curry, I think you could play DiVincenzo with, with Clay Thompson so they're not you could play DiVincenzo with Moody even if you if you wanted to in the backcourt, but what I'm getting at is DiVincenzo doesn't prevent anybody else necessarily from, from being on the floor now Jamichael Green who you have to almost look at him as, as he's the Otto Porter role for this year, and Otto Porter played a lot, and Otto Porter was playing in every playoff game where he was healthy, and he was playing a lot of minutes. So, uh, I I think that's that's something that you know, if you were expecting it to be flipped, uh, you know, shame on you <laughs> at the, at this point. 
but I do think, and, and Steve Kerr laid this out, and we'll hear from him here in just a moment, I, I do think that that it's set up for, you know, Jermichael Green's going to get nights off like Otto Porter did because Jermichael Green's 32 years old. And there are going to be opportunities when Clay Thompson gets a night off for Moody to play more. And Jordan Poole will go into the starting lineup. They'll need another guard, and Moody will get minutes in, in, in that fashion. So uh, on, on the nights, though, where they have everybody, uh, Moody and Kaminga are probably the two that are going to suffer as far as playing playing fewer minutes. Uh, the 5-1-0, the difference in depth and talent between the Lakers and Warriors is crazy. Yeah, once you get beyond LeBron and Anthony Davis and even Westbrook, who can be a, a net negative for, for significant chunks, it's, I mean, it's Patrick Beverly and Lonnie Walker and then a bunch of a bunch of Austin Reeves and Kendrick Nunn and JTA and Winyan Gabriel. I mean, that is not an overly talented team beyond the, the top really two or three, and Westbrook has been a net negative uh, for for the, the the last few years. So the 925 uh, checking in here before we hear from Steve Kerr, uh, and we appreciate it on the Xfinity Mobile text line. I think this year is going to be hard on Kaminga because he wants to be one of, quote, the guys. You could see him as the game went on. I'm going to be on. I'm going to be the one to shoot. He wants a big, uh, to be a bigger part of, of the offense. And, and look, the, the things that are going to get Jonathan Kaminga on the floor are the other things. And, but but to, to the observation, I'm with you. Like I, I think Jonathan Kaminga looks at where he was drafted. I think Jonathan Kaminga looks at, at the other players that were drafted in front of him and even behind him. And all of these dudes are playing a lot of minutes on bad teams <laughs> for the most part. And I, I think he does look at, because he's a talented kid, Steph and Clay and Draymond and and Wiggins and and you know, this this championship you know team that's ready to run it back and and I think he he looks at himself as hey I'm the I'm the next most talented guy Jordan Poole and I'm the next most talented guy and he may be the next most talented guy uh, but that has to manifest itself in ways where where he can he can play in the context of a specific role and be effective. He has to fit his game in the box of 13 to 15 minutes a game and be effective. And if he can't do that, then he isn't going to get as many opportunities. It's not just a matter of get out there and play your 25, 30 minutes and you're, and you're going to get your time and you're going to get free reign to, to do what, whatever you want. So 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, as he addressed the media following this one as the Warriors get the win over the Lakers. Steve looked a little sludgy there for a while, maybe for most of this. You chalk that up to first game, the ring ceremony, a little the delays. Uh, how do you kind of describe what happened out there? I mean, I'm I'm thrilled with the win. And, um, you know, ring night is never an easy game. And the first game of the season is, is um, usually filled with some nerves you know, early on. And then I think, I think because Clay and, and, uh, and Draymond were, were limiting their minutes to try to um, get them over the hump here the next couple of weeks, probably threw a little bit of a wrench in the, uh, in the rotation. And we haven't had much rhythm with, uh, you saw that we, we had Clay out there early fourth with a group. They hadn't played together and you could kind of tell. So we're not where we need to be, but, um, Took care of business. It's a it's a great win in front of our fans. Uh, ring night. I, I think all of our guys should go home and be really happy and get a good night's sleep. You went 
11 deep, partly because of the conditioning, but also because you have 11 rotation guys. Um, is this, how would you compare, I know it's early, but how would you compare the depth you potentially have on this team to past teams? I think it reminds me of uh, 14, 15, although um, the depth is younger, but you know, 14, 15, we had games where we didn't play Sean Livingston. We didn't play uh, Landro Barbosa. Um, they both had a couple of stretches in the se- that season where they either played very limited minutes or um, or didn't play at all. Um, we had, you know, really uh, major depth at the center spot with uh, Mo Spates and David Lee and Bogut and Festus and Draymond. So um, it reminds me a lot of just the the talent level um that team was veteran we had veterans this team it's young guys but um the talent is is really obvious steve what do you make of steph and lebron still playing at this level at this point of their career i mean they're still doing it yeah it's pretty amazing um it's two guys who are so committed to uh the game to their their health their their skill set um it's it's remarkable they both make it look so easy too um but this you know this didn't really happen uh, a whole lot um 20 30 years ago um i think we're we're smarter now the players have more uh knowledge at their fingertips um we have a lot more we provide a lot more resources to help players out they look for stuff on their own um and it, it seems like you, you've got a lot more players now who are playing at a really high level um, at an age that used to be considered, you know, sort of the end of the line. Steve, what did it mean to to everybody to see Wiseman back in a game that that counted and, and just what he was able to do, you know, contributing on both ends and really crashing the boards? Yeah, it was great. It's really fun to see James out there. Um, you know, he's had a, a, a fantastic lead up to the season um, summer league training camp um, been in the gym every day um, for the last few months um, well before camp so James has put in the work and I'm really excited for him he's he's gone through a lot so nice to see him back out on the court a little fall yeah you played him I think for 11 plus minutes stint there in the first half was that planned or did he earn extra minutes and, and how did you think he and Kaminga you've had them both on the floor pretty much uh, every time they were out there how did that work tonight yeah, it was planned, and um, you know, I thought uh, they they did fine. It, you know, we we saw um, stretches in the preseason where they really got going, but preseason is preseason. You know, this is different. It's opening night. It's the only game, you know, being played um, national TV. You know, you could see the nerves. James is a really good foul shooter, and he went over four. That was strictly nerves in my mind, um, and. Uh, you know, I thought JK was pressing a little bit. Um, and then in the second half, I didn't love the the way the second half went. We had a really good third quarter, but um, we got a little disjointed in the fourth and it didn't allow for those guys to come back in until really late. So it wasn't, uh, wasn't a perfect night for them, but uh, they, they did a good job and they're, they're continuing to grow. Uh, only seven minutes for Moses tonight. We know he was banged up on Friday. So was that by design tonight or just kind of how the rotation played out? Uh, we just, we have a lot of guys, if we're healthy, um, you know, we can go really deep. Um, and it's, it's rare to play 11 guys in a rotation, but, um, Moses will, will play plenty this year. Um, we're not going to be healthy for 82 games. Um, it's going to be lots of opportunities for him and for our other young guys, but 
Um, what I told the team yesterday is that, uh, you know, because of our depth, certain nights um, aren't going to go your way and you just got to keep, keep uh, your head up and keep going and, and your chance will come. Is there a position like one more than the other that you think has more depth on this team? Like, is it the two guard center? I think we're pretty, um, we're pretty evenly distributed in terms of our depth. I, you know, I really like this roster and uh, like our team. I think we're going to get a lot better and uh, I'm really excited for the year. Steve, uh, Steph missed six of his first seven shots, his first five threes. And you look up and he's got 16, five and four at halftime and he ends with 33 how much you think about him like five years ago compared to now it seems like when his shots not falling like tonight he got to the line a bunch he kind of creatively drove around guys I mean how how does he adapt maybe better than he used to when his shots not falling I think he's physically stronger you know the last couple of years he's he's just looked uh physically stronger than he looked to me um you know early on when when I first coached him and so I think he's able to uh get to the rim, draw more contact, get to the line, finish better. Um, so he's improved in all those areas. Coach Jordan had some nice passes tonight. Uh, one stood out to Draymond, but he was just kind of, there was a flurry there. I think in the second quarter, he was just kind of dishing. What'd you think of him, especially as a facilitator? Yeah, that's what makes um, Jordan a really exciting young player is that he can, he can score, he can distribute. He had seven assists. Um, he can uh, play on or off the ball. He compliments Steph really well. Uh, Jordan uh, Jordan proved, you know, last year how good he is, and uh, and we're going to need him big time. You know, he uh, he's going to play a huge role for us. Along with that, do you expect him to have kind of more control of the offense at times? I mean, regardless of lineup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think especially when he's out there with the second unit, we're going to run a lot of pick and roll. James is going to be out there diving to the rim. We've got uh, kind of a different look that, that we can show based on the the vertical threat that James um, presents. And uh, Jordan and Dante together, uh, they both run that pick and roll really well. And um, so you'll you'll see a lot of that. We keep coming up with lineups where Looney's out, but he's a plus 30 tonight. Has he become essential to the things that you, I mean, maybe long ago he did, but has he become even more a fundamental part of the things you have to, you know, the lineups and the rosters you put together? He's just really good. You know, I mean, the first thing I said to the coaches when, uh, when I looked at the box score, it's like perfect Kevon Looney line. You know, he's, uh, I think he had like six points and what did he have? Uh, seven points. Six rebounds, two assists, plus 30. Like, he just, it, it, you know, he doesn't score a lot, uh, but he's smart. He's tough. He's in the right spot all the time. He creates uh, advantages with his screening. Um, fantastic defensively. He's, he's just a winner. Hey, Steve, how did uh, this spring night compare to the other ones, and what were kind of your personal highlights? I tonight? honestly don't remember um a, a lot of detail about ring nights in the past i couldn't even tell you who we played um you know over the last few few times um they're all fantastic the the one thing i notice is they're handing out medallions now they're not rings they're they're like medallions i don't know how anybody can put that on their finger but uh, raymond probably will that he raymond's that kind of a guy well, I'll tell you who you played, Steve Kerr, uh, because we talked about it on, on Warriors Live before the game. Uh, Warriors now 3-1 and one in the four ring nights 
uh, in the Steve Kerr era here, going back to 2014-15 and that, and that first championship, and now the fourth in eight years. So the Warriors beat the Lakers tonight, 123-109. to In 2018, they beat Oklahoma City 108-100. In 2017, they lost at Oracle to Houston, 122-121. to and in 2015, they beat the Pelicans 111 to 95. So, uh, Warriors now three and one on the four ring nights over the course here of of the last uh, what would that be seven years? I guess on the calendar, eight seasons, uh, three and one, and now uh, the Warriors winning. That's that's three out of the last four for the defending champion winning on their ring night with the Lakers in 2020 being the, the lone team in the last four. Toronto and Milwaukee both won in, in 19 and 21. The Warriors get the win in this one uh, tonight as well as they beat the Lakers. Uh, 888-957-9570. Uh, let, let's go ahead and hear from Jordan Poole before we call it a night here. Poole, nice night for him, 12 points uh, in this one. Struggled shooting the ball, but uh, he's going to be a big key to this Warriors bench over the course of the season. Uh, here's JP. How does the depth on this team compare to you to, you know, what it has been? We got a lot of guys who know how to play basketball. We had a really good team last year, mixing our vets with um, some new guys. Uh, we got a little bit of a different team, but being able just to trust everybody, go out there, make the right plays from the top of the lineup to the bottom uh, is huge. Jordan, how would you assess this team's depth of guard compared to last year? Got Dante, and then Moses has been playing really well. Too obviously having Steph and Clay uh, in the backcourt. I mean, I feel like we got depth. I mean, we're learning, and uh, we got a couple guys from the team last year, so just finding ways to get better. Last season, you started as a starter when Clay was still working his way back, and with other various injuries, you were in and out. But now you are the clear anchor of that second unit. Are you excited for that role? How just how do you feel about being that anchor, that bridge between starters and, and bench? I'm just happy to be out there playing and be honest. Wherever I'm needed, whether it's first unit, second unit, uh being a bridge, closing quarters, closing games. Now, as long as I'm out there impacting the game, that really matters. Jordan, can you uh share with us what was what was on your mind when you got that ring tonight? I was just really excited just to kind of see it, be a part of something so special, something so historic. It was an amazing ring, a beautiful ring. So everybody who worked so hard on that credit to them and it was just a really dope opportunity obviously you guys are known for your guys third quarter flurries what do you think kind of led to that tonight and the difference from the first half to the second half uh, just kind of figuring it out slowing the game down a little bit um getting our legs under us getting our chemistry a little bit you know when we take the first half to kind of see how they're guarding us you know and it's really hard to kind of chase us and you know play our read and react game all game long so the third quarter is where we normally try to make a run kind of stretch out the game, open it up a little bit, but just looking for our shots, trying to make the right plays, be efficient, be aggressive. And then Andrew made four three-pointers, had some step-back three-pointers as well. What have you seen from him as far as his evolution as a th as a three-point shooter? Uh, Wiggs is in, in the lab all summer, all summer working on the shots that you saw tonight. So he'll have a really big year, and it just makes him even more of a threat to be able to see him uh, create shots on the perimeter and um, knock it down how he did tonight. Jordan, 10 days ago, Draymond... When he apologized, he said that there would be an elephant in the room tonight. Um, I'm just wondering, did it, anything feel awkward or do you feel like healing has, has happened? Yeah, I mean, we went out there. We had a, a job to do tonight to win a game. It was a ring night, and that's really what we were focused on, to finish in the first game. It was a huge win uh, against a really good team, and the season started, so we got a game in a couple of days. You and, you and Wiseman had a couple nice pick-and-roll uh, action there. 
Uh, how is that working? How is that chemistry with, with James going? How does it feel to get a couple of those uh, in, in this game? Uh, it feels good. Daily process. You know, just being able just to kind of find the chemistry and find the ways that we can really be aggressive in that pick and roll and, you know, trying to get our timing right. Screens, angles, plays, hitting the pocket, trying to see where he likes the ball. So, I mean, it'll take a little bit of time to get adjusted to it, but uh, he's doing an amazing job. I and mean, we watch a lot of film, so it's going to be really exciting to see us doing the pick and roll. Jordan, back here, as great a shooter as Steph is, what, what do you learn from watching him when his shot's not dropping? I mean, he missed his first five threes tonight. And you look up at halftime, he's still got 16, 5, and 4 in, in kind of finding ways to get to the line. I'm curious, as a kind of similar player, what, what you gain from watching him play in those situations? Uh, to be aggressive at all times of the game. Um, the shots that you normally take, the shots that you practice, the shots that are open, you take those. If you made five or you missed five, it's continue to be aggressive. I mean, it was, it's what makes our team special. They have to guard so much. So Steph being able to be aggressive, myself, Clay, other guys on this team just never lose the confidence and then keep hooping and they'll eventually drop. There was a play Steph made in the third quarter where he sprint the length of the floor, popped out to the wing on the right side, set his feet, let it go, knocked it down. As a shooter yourself, how hard it was like the degree of difficulty on that shot? It's definitely something you have to practice. Uh, countless hours going to it. I mean, but after you do so many reps and, you know, has so much repetition on one shot, it starts to feel like a, a normal shot, game shot. Um, I've seen him do it so many times, and we practice it so many times. Him, obviously, longer because he's been in the league longer. So for him, it just looks like a normal shot, but the, the degree of difficulty is up there. But, you know, obviously, you just got to practice that. Hey, Jordan, uh, looks like you and Juan had some fun in that loose ball. I mean, you, you guys had the jump ball. What was that like to compete against him? And just how, how would you describe your relationship? It was good to see Juan today. We've been so competitive since day one. That's my brother. So just being able just to, you know, go back to our practice days, the days that we had, you know, open gym. He's a scrappy player. Goes 100% all the time. And uh, and I know that. So just diving on a loose ball. And I knew he wouldn't let the ball go. He had a better grip on the ball than I did, though. So uh, it was just really cool to kind of be in that moment, kind of, you know, it was a little bit nostalgic. So I'm going to try to win a jump ball next time. With the scorer you are, how much pride do you also take in, in a night like tonight where you had points and you also dished out seven assists and made things happen i mean are those the games that you appreciate a lot yeah yeah um just doing my job being a primary ball handler um i know that i'll get a lot of attention as a scorer out there on the court so just trying to get my teammates and my guys in easy situations to score the ball get them going early um i know i can be aggressive all night i know how to find my shots so uh just trying to get the others acclimated you know to the system um Give them the confidence to, you know, shoot shots, be themselves, especially some of our new players or guys that are playing with us, um, you know, for the first time. You know, just kind of build their confidence, build the chemistry. You know, we'll need them all season. And, um, you know, my job out here is to play make as as well as scoring, give my teammates easy shots and try to put them in easy uh, situations. So it's probably something that I'll be doing all year. Um, but still trying to find ways to be aggressive and scoring the ball kind of mentioned that how much more control and freedom do you feel like you have in this offense than you did last regular season, mostly because of what you did in the playoffs? Uh, I mean, the coaches have kind of given me, coaches and stuff kind of given me the free reign to kind of just play, whether that's being extremely aggressive offensively, getting up shots, or just trying to get in the paint, make a play, whether it's a you know a shot, whether it's a driving kick. You know, they got a lot of faith in me to, to make the right decisions, you know, make, make a, my teammates in really good situations. So, I mean, it just comes with it. Um, it's a really good challenge, really good task to be able to uh, to be a part of, and I'm excited. 
All right, so Jordan Poole excited. A lot of reasons to be excited for Jordan Poole, getting that first ring, getting a nice little payday that's going to kick in uh, a year from now, and uh, this team being set up uh, as well as any to go back-to-back and defend their title. So that'll do it for us. Warriors get the win tonight over the Lakers. Uh, 1-0 on the season. couple of days off for the Dubs to reset, and then uh, the games start coming every other day here for a while. Uh, beginning on Friday night when they take on the Denver Nuggets. All right, that'll do it. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to Chris O'Connell. Thanks to Cam Williams. Also, John Thomas Lucan in our San Francisco studios uh, for cutting up all the highlights and uh, producing this fine program over the course of the last hour. I'll be back with you on Friday with Warriors Live right here from Chase Center, 6 o'clock. Warriors and the Nuggets, game number two of 82. And you will hear it all right here on your home for Warriors basketball. 95-7 the game. Dubs beat the Lakers tonight, 123-109. to Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.